Time to call Linda. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad to hear it. How are you? I'm good. Sometimes you, you oftentimes like yell or scream when you pick up the phone. Today you seem like, more soft spoken. I'm like, ah, it's because I was finishing a uh, message and I was like, it was like an important one. And so I had to answer you and I was trying really hard to pretend I wasn't doing something else, but didn't work. Do you want to finish your message? I did. Oh, you did? I was like literally typing the last word and hitting send and putting my phone in my, in my bag. Well, there you go. Where are you, where are you tonight? To the last second. I'm on Barry and Grand in Williamsburg. <laughs> Barry Grand, Barry Grand. What a grand Barry it was. Do you have new walking spots? How, how far is your new apartment from your old apartment or from Colin's old apartment? It's, it's probably like, all right, so it's like, uh, oh, near, <laughs> near accident. <laughs> that was, that that was, was a very funny horn. That was a lowered Hyundai. <laughs> 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 nearly slamming into some other normal looking car. Um, yeah, so my old apartment's like, a 12-minute, 15-minute bike ride from my new one. So that's um, enough that you got like a kind of a new neighborhood going on. You got new places to walk, new sites to see. I really do. I mean, because it's so dense. So we're not going to walk past our cool jazz bar anymore? No more of that? Oh, no, that's actually uh, outside of my new place. That's outside of Colin's place. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah, so I'll still walk by there. But lately what I've been doing is I've been going to exercise class and then having you call when I get out. So I walk back home from exercise, and I record a podcast at the same time. Do you see how efficient that is? You're extremely efficient. Very. This I is really... like a productivity top tip. <laughs> Don't ever just walk somewhere. Record a podcast I while do... you're doing it. Yeah, duh. What are you, what are you doing while you commute? Uh, yeah, just biking. Publishing content? Don't think <laughs> yeah, so. yeah if, you're, if you're not making taste, if you're not a tastemaker and an influencer while you're commuting, then <laughs> you're missing out on valuable hours to build your social media brand. Um, all right, before we waste another second, tell oh, me. Sorry, you feel this is a waste. Party. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Every second that I'm not hearing about your bachelor party is a waste. Oh, my bachelor party was great. Uh, I don't know how interesting it's going to be because nothing scandalous happened. But, yeah, uh, right. but no, it was great. We, we had a cabin rented in Shenandoah and uh -huh. this beautiful log cabin, and we did a lot of hikes and some outdoor exploring and then mostly sat inside and played nerdy games and ate a lot of good food my uh my, my friends roasted a whole suckling pig which was oh, wow. a pretty dramatic meal to have have you uh, ever had a suckling pig before i had not until this meal and i gotta wow. be honest my my I, I like to cook right i feel like I, I'm, I'm an okay cook and i always kind of felt like the roast a whole animal thing was like basically for show it was like cool right. to roast the whole animal but in my mind it was like well how could it possibly be that good because you've all these different cuts of meat that all you know benefit from being cooked in different ways and over different you know time periods but uh but no it turns out if you just put the whole put the whole pig uh on the over a fire for a long time it just comes out great it tastes really really good i guess it's just oh, yeah. uh i think part of it is that all of the you know bones and connective tissue and cartilage and stuff is still in there and a lot of that kind of like melts and flavors things that otherwise would be like carved off in the butchering process and yeah, then it has this nice like 
fat layer that's just kind of like caramelizing and juicing everything else up. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, but yeah, nothing. The most scandalous thing that happened is I skinny dipped. Oh, no. <gasps> so scandalous. With a bunch of boys? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't care. I'll skinny dip with anybody. Sexuality is fluid. Well, it's, it's not sexual. It's skinny <laughs> dipping. Well, in my head, it's pretty sexual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glad to know where you're at. <laughs> no, I've got a, I have a couple groups of friends in the city that are kind of like, you know, adjacent groups of friends. And one group of friends, we oftentimes end up naked together for whatever reason. We're skinny dipping. We're, really? you know, doing, yeah, I mean, I say often, like it's happened a dozen times over the past three or four years. Uh, but this is not my like core group of friends. My core group of friends, this is, this never happens, but we hiked, you know, two miles up a mountain in Shenandoah and to this beautiful swimming hole. And I'm like, well, I'm not not swimming in the swimming hole and I'm not right. going to get my clothes wet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes good sense. Yeah. I've never been much of a nay-nay person in front of others. Oh, a nay-nay person? Is that your, is that your word for naked? Yeah. I don't like to get nay-nay. I, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that you would have been, I would have guessed you'd be like, whatever, I'm all in. But you, you're kind of, you're kind of shy about it. It's not even shyness. I just like, it's like riding a motorcycle. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, that's fine that you're doing that. I don't, I don't feel like worried about doing it. I just like, rather not. I don't have any, any desires. Fair enough. To do it. Well, part of it is because you yeah. seem to be sexualizing it quite a bit. So that would make it a very, <laughs> even more intimate well, thing than it already is. Well, you got to show all your sex parts. That, I mean, it. yeah, that, that is kind of okay. true, I guess, technically speaking. So one of the, th- I think that one of the reasons for me is like that women, in my experience, are somewhat competitive. and. Oh, yeah, men are never competitive. Uh, That's one thing about men. <laughs> we don't compete at all with each other or at all over anything. <laughs> never. I think that I'm talking physically. So, like, okay, in spin class just now, I'm just, like, watching this girl next to me. Like, we all, like, ride with our shirts off. So we do ha- – I, I do that. I'll ride in, like, my sports bra or whatever. And, like, I have, like, uh, rolls of fat on my stomach, and I just don't give a shit. I just let that – I just let it ru- let it roll, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty typical and, thing. I think almost everybody has some of that going right. on. And, um – but, like, here in Brooklyn, you just have, like, you know, the skinniest, young, beautiful women. But they're all so self-conscious, and they're all, like, staring at each other's bodies the whole time. And you can tell they're just, and like, the girl next to me was, like, a toothpick. But she, the whole time, it's just, just, like, trying to cover her stomach and, like, just, like, that tiny fold of skin that is exposed over her pants or whatever. And then she's, like, staring at my stomach and then looking back at hers. And I'm just, like, oh, my God, can you just, like just chill and not do this right now uh huh. but it's super common and so i feel like the whole like get naked in front of other people thing is like just a way for me to give another girl a reason to feel better about herself and, <laughs> and huh. that might be kind of backwards but that's just how it is for me yeah no i mean i respect that obviously yeah it's uh i, I think men have the same thing that you're describing i don't think it's really much different Really? The, Do you I, think that guys? Well, maybe guys are like, oh, check out those abs, or oh, for sure, how, yeah, how like you know, it's, it's different, different physical traits that they're favoring. But I think it's definitely the same kind of thing there. I think maybe the thing you're picking up on is that I think overall we can say pretty safely in society there are more overconfident men just in general and more right. 
self-conscious women in general because exactly. that's what we condition people to feel like. But right. uh, but frankly, a lot of that confidence you see from men is like, I mean, it's not fake in the sense that it has real effects on how they move through the world, but it's fake in the sense that they also have <laughs> those same thoughts. They just choose not to verbalize them because they are afraid that they will look like a, <laughs> exactly, a wuss if they say, say they're insecure about something. Right. It's worse to look self-conscious or to talk about your feelings than it is to have that role of fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think that there's like a lot of really great stuff happening right now for like body positivity in general. And um, like there's this brand or a bunch of brands of clothes that are uh, finally like realizing that there are so many body types out there. And like the one that we, generally put in our marketing uh is the least attainable so mm -hmm. uh, there, like there's this one brand called girlfriends and um i really love the models that they use they feel like like i can see someone with my own body like my actual body and reflected in these photos and be like wow that's a beautiful woman awesome i might actually look okay in that um, yeah, I do kind I, of feel like the tide is turning on that actually in a somewhat substantial way. Like I don't, yeah. I obviously don't pay attention very much to like women's clothing or fashion or anything like that. Uh, but even just in the things that I pick up, you know, in my periphery, I feel like I've noticed more and more like, oh, there's less, less like American apparel, you know, heroin chic, like shitty un unattainable bodies like flying around. Yeah, Exactly. Which is not um, to, I mean, obviously some people have those bodies and that's normal for them, right? <laughs> like, you, I don't know, I guess I shouldn't call them heroin yeah, chic shitty yeah, bodies. They're, they're also normal great bodies. It's just, you know, <laughs> we should show the exactly. full spectrum. Exactly. Like, it's just, people are just conditioned for totally different things. I feel like when I eat, like, the way that I'm comfortable, I wear, weigh a certain amount. And then when my sister eats that exact same way, where she's just, like, eating till she's full and, like, satisfying cravings, uh, she's, like, 40 pounds lighter than I am but that's just like our genetics and that's the way it's always been and there's nothing wrong with like either one of us it's just it's just nature but I think that we still have a long way to go like I don't know I just can't wait until things are more real realistic and we aren't like trying so hard to look like this one perfect body that <laughs> I call it the Victoria's Secret long abs so <laughs> like <laughs> Victoria's Secret models, they all have these, like, long fucking abs. Like, just, just pull it up. Look at it. <laughs> yeah. They're so alien and strange. Yeah. I'll pull that up later on my own time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, is that really something you, like, I, I don't know. I guess it never would have occurred to me that you specifically would have kind of hang-ups like that. Uh, really? like, I, I wouldn't have guessed that you were, like, self-conscious about your weight at all. Really? No. I mean, I am, I am a woman after all, and this world has conditioned me to think that I'm only valuable to society if I weigh about 115 pounds and uh, do my hair and wear makeup and, you yeah. know, look a certain way. But I've gotten, like, I, I've spent the last year or so uh, getting better at loving myself regardless of that. So good for you. Thanks. It ain't easy out here, you know? I feel like most women that I've talked to have these issues. And then, like, there's a woman who I think is like, oh, my God, she's so thin and she can, like, fit into everything. And, oh, my God, like, she's gorgeous. And then, uh, like, this girl that I, uh, I, I won't mention her name or how I know her, 
I guess that's a bad idea. But anyway, she like was complaining about like her veins in her legs. And to me, I'm yeah. like, what? I've yeah. never even thought about that. I've never even thought about like the blood in my legs and what it looks like from the outside. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's, I think that society just trains us to like always be obsessing about something and feeling imperfect in some way. So you might as well just give up and like work really hard on the things that you like and yeah. ignore all that shit. I definitely think that society exacerbates all those feelings, but I don't know. I feel like at a base level, like people are going to find something about themselves, no matter what it is, even if it's not something that society's ever pointing out, you know, like veins in your legs. Like how many times have you heard, yeah. how many times have you heard some, somebody be like, well, I'd be attracted to her, but you've seen those veins in her legs. Like, exactly. that's not a thing that comes time. up in like, you know, a comedy movie or like other, some other like <laughs> culture that is like often talked about. Uh, so I feel like you're, well, you're going to find those things about yourself no matter what. Like for me, it's like, yeah. I hate my, I've always hated my hair. I think my hair is like the most boring, straight, dumb, can't do anything with it hair. Really? Uh, I'm self-conscious about my crooked teeth, but I also don't have the, whatever you would call it. I don't have the like, if I were, if I were to like <laughs> fix my teeth like cosmetically, then I would feel probably worse about myself for having fixed my teeth cosmetically because uh-huh. they don't, there's no actual problem there. Right. So if I fix them cosmetically, then I'm just admitting that I'm, my, my my sense of self is too weak and too superficial oh, that I had to like yeah. fix a superficial thing in order to feel good about myself. And so I, yeah. I would feel bad about myself for having admitted to myself that I felt bad enough to do that, which is a weird loop to kind of get into. It uh, is. Yeah. I so thought it, that um, Meg Lewis has been doing a lot of body positivity stuff on her social media lately. She's a hero when it comes to that kind of she stuff. She really There's is. There's no better voice in the whole world uh, at that stuff than her. Shout out to Meg. Um, but last week she posted, uh, like, name one thing you like about your body. So I want to know, Andy, what do you like about your body? What's, like, something that you're like, you know what? Every time I look at this feature, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it can't be your wiener. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Did Meg also clarify when she posted that on Instagram or whatever that it couldn't no, be your wiener? No, but I just, I just figured we might be getting into some tricky territory. I'm going to go ahead and nip that in the bud. Sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've always liked my hands, I think. I have, like... I don't know. Oh, actually, I think I remember you telling me that. Normal hands. You do have very <laughs> I, I nice hands. I don't know. I mean, I bite my fingernails, which kind of ruins it. But, uh, but I don't know. I've always kind of, I've got like biggish hands, and I don't know. I've always liked my hands a little bit. Do they then, feel like strong and like yeah. they make you feel like capable? Well, I like my hands. Like I've, everything I've always cared about in my entire life, I did with my hands. Right, like all of my creative work. It was always like my hands were always very important to me. The still like I think the maddest my mom has ever gotten at me in my entire life. Uh, I can say with, yeah, I think this is definitely it, was when I was younger, probably high school, uh, I used to play soccer, and I had a soccer game once that was scheduled for uh, a day where it was, like, freezing raining outside. Uh, Uh So there was, like, sleet coming down. It was, like, you know, 34 degrees out or whatever. We were still playing the game. And uh, all of my teammates all wore long-sleeve shirts. And I was like, hmm, galaxy brain. If I wear a long-sleeve shirt, it's just going to get wet, and that cold sleeve is going to be against my arm the whole game, and that'll be worse for my arms, Ooh. not taking into account the, like, wind chill. Uh, yep. And so I played this whole soccer game with, like, just, you know, a short-sleeve shirt on uh, in, like, sleet, and then oh, I, like, couldn't feel my hands, really, for, like, a couple days. I went to the doctor and had, like, some, you know, very minor version of, like, frostbite and had to, like, oh, my you know, sleep with, like multiple soccer socks over my arms to like keep my hands warm at night and stuff. Uh, but my mom was so mad at me because she was like, everything you care about is you do with your hands. How could you not be responsible enough to take care of your hands? You idiot. That's the only thing that you, that's all you've got going for you in this life is your, is your hands. Don't mess it up. 
So I don't know. Uh, I like that. And then I, I have like, I think my legs are nice. I ride bikes every day. I have nice legs. You would never know, but they're there. Hello? Can you not hear me? Linda? Hello? Oh, no. Connectivity issues for the first time in the history of Earth to Linda. I'm going to call her back. Hello. Hello. I feel like we're going to have to edit some of that out. <laughs> what is that? Actually, what, what I recorded there was a big, long monologue about how maybe I have to edit the show for the first time <laughs> instead of just <laughs> posting five minutes of silent audio of and silence. me, me awkwardly Complete. sitting silence. here. So this just... is funny because I uh, was just talking to someone today about uh, how right now Mercury is in retrograde. And I was like, oh, no, I'm recording a podcast tonight. I wonder if something's going to happen. And uh, so sure enough... I was just walking, and uh, my phone just stopped working. Uh, yeah, so like I, I tried to send you a text and a few other people a text to, just to double check, and like nothing would go through. And then I tried calling you, and it rang and rang and rang, but uh, nothing. Oh, weird. So then I just had to like reboot my phone. Huh? How weird. much? So I, I'm gonna we're gonna come back to the Mercury and retrograde thing because I, I do want to yes. discuss that, but I'm not gonna let you off the hook before you tell me a part of your body that you like because you made me answer that embarrassing question oh, so and okay. i think i think i think it cut you off i think we lost our connection <laughs> right as i was explaining how great my legs are so you missed Wait, that really? you missed that monologue <laughs> but i also love that i forced you to sit alone in your room and talk to the air about how great your legs are that is are. exactly what you forced me to do <laughs> and it was awkward and i will now punish you for it by making you do an even more awkward thing which is announce on the sidewalk around oh, greenpoint right Okay, so I think there might be a few. I really like my oh, shoulders. Oh, there's a few. la di da I like my shoulders. I, I have, like, really broad shoulders and, uh, and like, a deep, like, collarbone. And every time I look in the mirror, I just feel, like, strong and, like, sturdy. And I just like that part of me. It's yeah, I think great. I remember once, one time early in our friendship, you, were, uh, you crashed your bike. Uh, yeah. when you were riding to, I think, rock climbing. But I think you told me specifically, no, my, my enormous German body was fine. It just <laughs> bounced along the concrete. Yes. <laughs> and you referred to yourself as a very sturdy woman that could handle a bike crash. I am incredibly sturdy. I build muscle so easily. I have, like, just massive hips and shoulders. And, like, I am okay with that. Like, I really like how... I feel like I just have energy that's uh pretty moderate but that can stretch for days and days and days like i feel like i could just walk or hike for like eight hours right uh, you, you got a lot of deep energy stores in those muscles oh yeah but i don't feel like i like i'm not a great sprinter because of that so that's kind of a bummer <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a bummer not to be a great sprinter i agree <laughs> yeah have you noticed any changes in your body now that you've been doing crossfit for a while uh, I mean, nothing fun. It's not like, ooh, now I have abs. That would be cool if that happened. Uh, but no, it's just like weird things. Like I definitely have, you know, muscles on like my shoulders and back that I didn't have before that yeah. are like don't really show up in most normal everyday life. But it's like, oh, I was putting on deodorant and there's a new muscle there that wasn't there ever before yeah. in my entire life. It feels so kind of good. No, I mean, because to me, it's not about like what it looks like from the outside. It's more like, oh wow, whatever's going on inside my body is probably good. That it's gonna like 
add more layers of protection in my organs and my spine. Yeah, I mean, I, I've met a lot of my modest exercise goals. Namely, I do sleep better now, especially on a day that I actually get to the gym and work out. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. That's good. Although I did have a horrific dream last night about human trafficking, which was terrible. Oh, uh, God. And I woke up and I was like, I blame Linda. She's, yeah. she's the reason for all these dreams. I just uh, listened to our dream podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. I was reminded of how this is all your fault. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've been sleeping better. I think my posture is a little bit better. That's something I really don't like about my body is I have like pretty bad baseline posture, which has just been, you know, earned by years and years of both being quite tall and also being on a computer all the time. Those two things do not bode well for having good posture. Uh, I think it's gotten a little better, not like dramatically better. And then most importantly, like I I recover so much faster now from any kind of like physical exercise. Like when I first started going, I was just, I couldn't bounce back from anything. And now I feel like I do recover much more quickly from any kind of exertion, which is nice. So there's definitely changes. I see, I see the progress. It's nice because you realize that like, you don't just have to let your body get worse and worse and worse as you get older. Like you can actually make improvements on yeah. your health. It's true. Yeah. But uh, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, actually, <laughs> this is this is probably a little crass, but I I have to say it because I've been sitting here thinking it, which is that when I was younger, uh, you know, I, I think everybody, especially going through puberty, has like lots of body like anxiety and like shyness and like self consciousness about that. And I remember like when it came to like, you know, changing in like the locker room at gym or like other moments where I like my body had to be on display or something. I remember always thinking that it must be so much better to be a girl because if you're a girl, my feeling was, you know, like your body is kind of like, kind of always on display in the sense that like your clothes don't really hide oh, much. God. Like what I mean by oh. that is like, what I mean by that is like I, I, my, my dumb little like, you know, middle school or high school <laughs> brain was like, what, what mysteries could possibly be revealed by taking a woman's clothes off? Like, it's not like they're going to go from looking like they have giant boobs to having no boobs. Like that's not really how this works. And right. in my mind it was like, but the wiener, the wiener is just always mystery. You never know from the outside. You never know. And then it's just a total mystery when you uncover it. And that's not fair. That, that's, that can't be right. Uh, but of right. course, now I recognize that. I think a lot of that just came from my young idiot brain not realizing there was like <laughs> any variation in like what a vulva could be. I was like, well, surely they're just all the same. <laughs> that's just oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just one and, thing, like, and everyone's got one same. of those, and then you know it's boring. But I, I, for a long, for many years, I had that thought. I was like, man, if I was a girl, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be ashamed at all because you know, I, I would just there'd be nothing to hide. I could just you know, yeah, which is a ridiculous thing to think. But I did think that a lot when I was like you know, grumbling to myself about having to change in front of other people or whatever when I was younger. Yeah. Meanwhile, I really wish that I could, uh, like, wear boys' clothes because it would be such a nice break from having to, like, you just have to keep your shit on lock. Like, I have these, like, tight jeans that if I eat, like, too much ice cream one week, they just don't fit. And you're like, well, I guess I just don't get to have fun for a month if I want those jeans to fit again. Well, that's why you switched to those big uh, swooshy pants, right? Well, yeah. Like, actually, yeah. That's a, that, that would be a big motivation for me. <laughs> oh, the patriarchy. Ugh. It's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Hot take. It's bad. I don't like it. I don't like it. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm being a real ally out here. I'm just saying it's bad and it's not good. <laughs> and so I would like my treat now for saying the right words. Have you seen that Portlandia sketch? Or have I talked about it? I or, have not uh, seen it and I don't think you've talked about it. A, wo- a woman gets promoted in her law firm and all of the men come up to congratulate her and also to ask if they're bad. 
they say, we're so, you know, we're just so diverse and we're so proud of you. And like, we know that other companies might not be as diverse. I just want to make sure like, I'm, I'm not bad. Right. I'm, like, I'm good. Right. We're good. I'm good. <laughs> and so she stands up there and just confirms to each of them. No. <laughs> to yes, all of their, sure. to all of their male fragility. Yes. You, uh, you get a pass today. You get yes. a check plus in the column. Good boy. You are a good boy. All right, let's talk about Mercury, Mercury being in retrograde. I'm curious to know what yeah. your relationship is to Mercury, other planets, astrology in general. What do you okay. think of these things? Um, I am a spectator of other people who are enthusiasts about that stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I am a spectator. I don't affect the position of the planets. I just yeah. like to look at them and learn what I can from them. Uh, I really admire people who are super into horoscopes and things and i love like asking those people um what they think about like me and my relationships and like what's going on in my life because of the stars and the moon and all that stuff um but i personally i just have no idea my favorite thing to do though is when shit is breaking uh especially technical stuff just check and see if mercury is in retrograde mercury and if it is just blame it yeah I don't get it, but it is coincidental. I'm assuming that you don't check your horoscope every day. I do not check my horoscope every day. I went through many years in my life where I felt like it was like a net negative thing because it was some like, basically it's benign, right? Like there's no, there's nothing malicious about it. Pretty much. Right. I, I'm not aware of any horoscopes that are like, send all your money to this address or don't seek medical help if you have cancer. <laughs> like, it's, I don't think horoscopes right. are like up there with Scientology and, uh, you know, other like actively harmful things. But uh, I did for a long time feel like any kind of like benignly, like seemingly fun thing that encouraged people to, you know, make assessments about the world that were ba- that was based on like no evidence and like no rational explanation was like generally not a good thing because it just encourages kind of magical thinking that then makes it easier to write off rational things in other parts of your life that are not so benign. Uh, But I would say how I feel about it now is that I actually kind of look at it as like, um, I think it's interesting. I I don't think there's anything to it, right? Like I don't think the position of the planets at any given time uh, or at the time you were born has any bearing on how your life goes. I do think mm-hmm. very oftentimes it overlaps with other actually meaningful indicators. Uh, like, for example, the time of year in which you were born does have a huge effect ah! on... Sorry. What? There's just a mouse just right in the sidewalk. Just oh. right. I almost stepped on it. <laughs> I thought you were making that noise of what I was saying, and I was like, oh, no, it's that bad. Oh, my God. Oh, this scared the shit out of me. Okay, sorry. Keep talking. A mouse, not a rat, though. It's, like, pretty small for New York, yeah. It's oh, definitely, like, mouse-sized. I'll send you a picture. Okay, carry on, please. Oh, no, I was saying now I kind of feel like, uh, even though I don't believe... Oh, I was, anyway, I was saying that even though I don't think that the position of the planets has anything to do with your life, I do think that it coincidentally overlaps with a lot of other things that do have an effect on your life. Like, for example, in the States, because we have school just, you know, for nine months of the year or whatever, depending on when you were born, affects whether or not you were like young or old in your grade. And there's been a lot of studies to show that that has a huge effect on like the rate at which you learn and that kind of stuff. So there are like, and like whether you're introverted or extroverted, because you know, if you're older in the grade, then you have this like sense of superiority. And did you send me a picture of the mouse? I did. (laughs) Anyway, even though I don't believe any of that makes any sense, I have come to look at horoscopes and astrology as a kind of like fascinating 
like way for a lot of people to just get like a different perspective on their life, right? The same way you could like, you could like read a fictional book and it could change the way you think about yourself and how you relate to the world. Like horoscopes are just like a little tiny self-contained, like, hey, maybe today you should think about, you know, what you're grateful for. Or, hey, maybe today you should seek out a person in your life that is important to you, but you haven't talked to in a while. Like, it's just, it's just like a little like self-contained way to like, try and like jumpstart and like reboot your perspective a little bit and give you something else to like look at or think about, uh, which I still don't do it, but that is kind of how I look at it now. And that has, that has allowed me to be much more charitable and much less, uh, you know, kind of judgmental of people that are really into it. Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound weird, but to me, it's a lot like therapy. It's just like, it's not weird. I'm so glad you said that though, because, (laughs) uh, I talked about this, years ago on a podcast with Matt and I I made the comparison to therapy in a sense that I was like therapy is not like a magical thing where like the person you're talking to is like this like amazingly talented person that's just able to like understand things better than some other person fundamentally like therapy is like a process where you can just go through the process and if you are like commit yourself to it like it generally tends to help it's been shown like as evidence-based research to like help people and so that is like a prescriptive thing so there's no reason that another prescriptive thing of like read this thing every day and think about something differently couldn't also be helpful right it's just like this uh to me it's this third party that isn't involved in your day-to-day life that suddenly just like hey what if this were like that just think about that for a minute and you're like huh okay and you know that this thing doesn't have like a motive or you know, not trying to push you in any direction necessarily. Yeah. By the time I recorded that podcast episode years ago, I had never been to therapy. I have since. Uh, oh. And I think me talk, me comparing something I used to not like and still maybe hold some uh, mild, hold some reservations about comparing that to therapy while having never been to it. Some people were, were mad at me for right. <laughs> for making an unfair comparison. So I'm really glad because I still, now that I have having been to therapy now as an adult, uh, I still feel like the the analogy makes sense. And so I was really glad to hear you bring up the same thing because it's yeah. a little, like, again, a, that was my little, uh, I'm the lawyer at the law firm and you told me I didn't do a bad, which is good. <laughs> uh, I just walked into another person that I know. Um, that was funny. Tell them I said hello. <laughs> well, this person, uh, he's a film producer who lives in my neighborhood and we bump into each other like at least once a week and it's to the point now where like like I looked at him and he was on the phone and I was on the phone and we just didn't say anything like sure. that's what I love about New York you can just tell like no I don't have time for this right now neither do you all right we can carry on with our lives just as you're meant to do beautiful yeah how many people do you actually know in your neighborhood, I know you're, you're relatively new to this exact spot, but like generally speaking, when you live, you move around New York a bunch. How many people like on your block do you end up knowing? Let's say at least by first name. Uh, I don't know, like three or four. Like I just went to spin class with my hairstylist, who lives about a block away from me, and then I just bumped into that guy who we didn't say hi to each other. And <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if I saw wait, him wait was he also shop, producing content? You think? I think he probably was. He was like, he is a producer, so he must be. And okay, just now, this guy just walked past me who I saw on the train this morning. Uh, <laughs> that's what I love about Brooklyn is like, or about bigger cities like this, is that uh, it's so densely populated that at first it feels like, look at all these strangers, like, oh God, it's so busy and crazy. But if you get into a good routine, 
in your neighborhood, it's just like the same cast of characters every day. If you start yeah. to like look up and pay attention. And yeah, I really like, I that. like that. There's this yeah. one guy. So I bike to work. We've lived in this house now for like three and a half or three and three quarter years. And so I've biked to work on the same path basically every day for that like three or four year time span. Occasionally yeah. I would mix up a little bit, but there's some guy that uh, he's like a older dude. I'm going to guess like maybe early fifties uh, who always is along my bike route. I would say like if the weather is good, there is a like 70% chance I'm going to pass this guy. And right. uh, this is on like a, a little bike path that follows, uh, it's, it's a river, but that makes it sound really pretty or something. It's, it's this little like <laughs> waterway that goes through Baltimore under like the main highway that kind of cuts ditch. through downtown. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's really, it really makes me sad because uh, it could be so nice, but this is like one of the drainage places for like the entire like city's sewer system. And if it rains, the sewer system overflows and a bunch of human waste flows into it. And so like you can't go near the water. There's always these like, you know, health warning signs up. It's kind of really depressing. It smells terrible. Oh. Uh, but it could be so nice to have like a river, but they built a stupid highway. Man, I hate cars. Anyway, I pass this guy <laughs> on this like, you know, narrow bike path almost every day for like four years. And I had seen him around prior to moving into this house because I'd also been in the similar streets. So, I mean, as far as I know, this guy's been, you know, doing this thing he does uh, most days for a long, long time. And what he is doing, he's always out there with like a big camera with like a telephoto lens. Uh, he's got like a, a big fancy camera and he's always on this one stretch of this what? like little path and he's always taking pictures, like pointing this like one direction or he's walking up and down the path to take more pictures and his car is always parked, you know, on the side of the road. And one of these days, I'm just going to stop and ask this guy what the hell he's taking pictures of because I'm so yeah. curious. My my first thought was like bird watcher because he has he like must a, be a bird watcher. That was my yeah. first thought because he's got this uh, he's got like a hat with like a like a kind of sun shade thing on the back, you know, oh, like it almost looks yeah. like a do raggy kind of like, you know, flappy thing and, hanging off the back. And I don't know what bird watchers make to like spend ten thousand dollars on camera lenses but and to be clear i don't know i mean it could be a telephoto lens from the 80s it could be a film camera like i don't actually know True. uh True i have no clue uh yeah I don't okay so what's... and he's like he could conceivably be old enough to be retired like if you told me he was 65 i'd be like wow he looks kind of young but you know i, I was off yeah. a little bit uh so he could be a retired bird watcher but like the more I see him, the more I'm like, dude, you can't be seeing that many interesting birds on this same, <laughs> on this same right. road every single day. And so now I'm wondering if he like works for the city and it's like his job <gasps> to document like some part of the infrastructure on a regular basis. And like he just happens to be in this spot in the mornings every morning when I'm biking by. But then he like moves around the city and is always photographing different things or and every once in a while somebody else is there with him like once every I don't know, 20 times there'll be someone else there with him who also has a camera and they kind of like point and like talk about something. Uh, I'm going to ask him one of these days. I'm always, yeah. I'm always so afraid of being a burden on somebody in public. Like this, this poor guy didn't ask to be like, you know, grilled about what he's doing while he's just, you know, out there 8 a.m. in the morning. But no way. I think people, I mean, as long as you're like brief about it and you're not like a dick, I think that people are kind of like, oh, you're taking interest in my hobby. This hobby that I love so much that I do every single day, of course I'll talk to you about it. I oftentimes fantasize that he's planning some sort of heist. Because, and he's taking <laughs> but, photos of yeah. his heist target. 
what it really is is that you're going to be disappointed no matter what his answer is because it's not going to be as good as what you've invented in your head. Oh, I don't know. Like, I'd be, uh, whatever. See, whatever he's into, to be into it that much, like I'll be very excited to find out what it is. I can only hope it's something I couldn't have dreamed of. You know. What if What if you ask him and he just stabs you, and that's just the end of Andy? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a way to go out. That would have that would have vindicated my uh, that would have justified my many years of not asking him for fear of interfering with him in some way. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, I was right. Uh, and then you die. <laughs> Tell Linda I was right. <laughs> and with, with my last breath, I'll tweet you. Yeah. You'll be like, call this number and hit record. And then. <laughs> uh, oh, anything else, Linda? How do you want to wrap up? It's been kind of a longer call, but also we had a bunch of time yeah. there where we didn't actually talk. But uh, You should cut that part out. Um, I, I don't know. I was in Boulder this week onboarding some new designers for my team. I got up at like 4.30 the other morning to go on a big hike. I saw your Instagram that you saw the sun rise, which is, that's an I impressive thing to rise. do. That's the first thing I've ever, or the first time I've ever done that. Um, it's the first it time we've awesome. ever seen a sunrise? Like, I've hiked for a sunrise, yeah. Okay, the first time you ever, like, I'm going to get up, hike in the dark, summit yeah. something, and then get a sunrise out of it. I got you, I got you. Yeah, like, we were a solid 40 minutes into our hike when the sun started to come up. So, that's the first time I've done that. Um Kudos to my boss for forcing me uh, and my team to do that that morning. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm just a little jet lag this week, just catching up on work and, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, super awake, generally speaking, <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I think you've been perfectly awake enough. Aw, thanks, Andy. It's, it's always so good to talk to you, even when I am a zombie. I agree. This podcast is a great thing in my life. Same. All right. Well, you go enjoy the rest of your walk, and I'm going to finish these wedding invitations, which I am way behind schedule on. Oops. Yeah, I looked at your uh, wedding website today, and it was just a picture of the save the date. Yeah, it's still not updated. I was like, huh, I wonder what Andy's got cooking. You'll see soon. Or I will be, I don't know, broken up with before the, before the wedding even begins. <laughs> If, that, if your neighbor doesn't stab you. My, if my my neighbor friend doesn't stab me. All right. Have good night, night, Linda. Bye.